Hello, Luis. Hello, Tiago. Okay, so the idea for today is to talk um, from idea to launch, like how do you develop an application and the process that goes into it. Okay, that's, that's something that's very close to what you're doing right now, so it's, it's a good topic. To <laughs> yeah. <be talking> about. <laughs> yeah, I just submitted uh, to the Apple Store a new idea app that I had and it got rejected. Yeah, yeah. And so I need to do some updating, and uh, let's hope for the best and see. We can jump in there. Why? Why did it get re rejected? Uh, mainly, now every app in the App Store requires a privacy policy. Yeah. And uh, how I did it was like copying a template and just putting it there, changing the name to my app. Yeah. And that's Free it. Free privacy policy. Don't yeah. <laughs> some some, uh, some <laughs> random generator. The things that. Um, for this app, I'm using the TrueDepth camera API. Yeah. And uh, Apple made some questions and wanted to know how I'm using that and why I'm using, if I'm storing it. So I had to add that clause to the privacy policy and explain them what I was doing with that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, now I'm waiting. It's in review for one day, so it will be close. Yeah, I, I have a funny story on privacy policies as well. So I, I was away in Vietnam and while I was away, I'd got an email from Facebook, which this was at the time of Facebook were getting like really bad publicity about their, like how they handled data and all the Cambridge Analytica stuff. Okay. And so they changed their Facebook policy for Facebook login to you needed a privacy policy, something that I hadn't submitted. Okay. And they emailed me saying, we're doing a hard cut in one week's time. Everyone has to have a Facebook privacy policy. So I'm away, not paying attention to my work email. Okay. And that week passes. Okay. <laughs> so this is when things get even more unfortunate. Was I messaged everyone saying, oh, I'm going to be offline for two or three days. Like, me and my girlfriend are going to like a jungle kind of resort where there's no internet kind of thing. Okay. We're just like, we're like disconnected. So it was probably three or four hours after we'd gone offline was when this policy was enacted. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad and luck. There was, there was two days on the app where you couldn't log in. So, so most people are logged in or they're logged out. So okay. it, that's not a problem because like most people that use the app could continue using the app without noticing anything. Okay. But if you were a new user, and I had quite a few in this period, like I couldn't use it's it. Just straight up. And is the, is the only mechanism to, to the login is with the Facebook? The only one is with Facebook. Yeah. Which is something again that, that like uh, is something we optimize like just we lose some people doing this but yeah. it's it's quicker it's we just have one option now the app's developing more it's like oh well, this is the time to add uh, like more an sorry. email login yeah. Or, yeah. especially like with all the stuff that was going on with Facebook a lot of people like feedback has been yeah I don't like using Facebook login. Mm -hmm. Some people like use their mum's Facebook stuff like this. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> or the Google Plus account. Yeah, we we could add like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. interesting. But yeah, yeah. So, so for your application, where okay, when did the idea like first come about? What's the time scale? 
So actually the idea is pretty old. <laughs> so I had this idea while I was at WWDC 2016. Okay, okay. And uh, this, uh, this idea was to track like how you were eating using the Apple Watch. Yeah. So I just had bought an Apple Watch. I wanted to start developing for WatchOS and I was like, okay, I'm, I work the other way around. So I work from the technology and see how can I use this technology to, yeah, yeah, to build yeah, something. Yeah. And the idea was to use your watch to detect like bites while you are eating. So the idea is pretty old. The problem is that, first of all, I uh, never gave proper time for development. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had like a working version of this, of this app. It was always an idea. And then I was trying to solve it. And a friend of mine said, why well, you, instead of using the watch, you just use the camera. Um, was this when ARKit was a thing? Because ARKit wasn't a thing at WWDC 2016. That was... No, no. It's, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty new, actually. It's with the, with the new iPhone. So I'm using the same technology that Apple uses for the Animoji. So they recognize facial expressions and uh, all the movements of the jaw, of the mouth, and I'm using that to, to develop the application. So when my friend said, why don't you use the camera? Then I, I had like these fresh videos from ARKit and all the AR face anchors in my mind. And I was like, oh, if I do that, it will be actually easier than using the watch. So I did like a proof of concept and it worked, no? At least for me. Yeah, and that is how I usually start the, the, the ideas that I have. I like try to go as soon as possible to a proof of concept and try to show to some people and see if it is interesting. Yeah, that's a very much like a, a lean startup kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Get a thing out and test it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very cool. So I, I like the idea that you started with the technology. And I, I, I read like a, about the way they innovate a lot of the time in Google. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I think they found like different ways to like get to that idea being there. But one of the ways they like use like quite often is what is this technology like how could we mold this thing that exists or will exist in the future mm-hmm. like AR on your phone to like what are the applications of that? Yeah. I tend to like I, I use that approach but I tend to believe that is bad during time because yeah. It, it's usually it's better to start with a problem and then try to find a solution and then develop yeah. the technology. Because if you do the other way around, maybe you will have like an application that uses a real cool technology <laughs> but, but provides no value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we saw a lot of, for example, with AR especially, a lot of cool demos, but not real world applications using AR. Only the IKEA app that you can see. That I would say is the most. But do, do people? That's the thing. Like, do people use that practically? Like when? So I I don't know if this is the case, but if people use the measure app mm-hmm. in place of using like actual measuring tools, then it's a success. But only then. And like I, I don't know if I don't know of AR examples where people are using. Yeah, but. Um... I agree, like, yeah, the major app is a good example, but it's not like some groundbreaking application. Maybe there, there are some that I'm unaware of. Yeah. But for example, the smartphone, you could say that revolutionized the way that we communicate. Yeah. 
Like now you can communicate anywhere that you are with video and everything. So there's there's the hype curve. I don't know if you ever seen this. It's like a it's it's the best way to describe it is like technologies that are like an idea to being kind of actualized away. Mm-hmm. They get hyped up crazy. Okay. And then the hype goes way back down and like all kind of products are along this curve somehow. Okay. And then it goes down and then for the ones that work it gradually slowly goes up and then you're like, "Oh yeah, that that happened." And you can you can see it with with so many things where like for for example, like uh, the Google Glass was like hyped 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 mm-hmm. and then the drop. But then like actually it's still like that kind of ideas around like wearable technology and then it kind of like grows slowly without you noticing it and it's happened like previously with like in like the 60s we were like mad on like ai and then it had like a massive drop and then now it's like actually ai like there is ai everywhere Mm-hmm. And it's just like slower the way it's developed. Yeah, I like the concept of Internet of Things that is older than Internet. <laughs> so, and now you, you, they've been talking for Internet of Things for a lot of years, but now we are seeing like Actually, real companies yeah. building on, on that idea. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay, okay. So, so you, you have like the app going now, which was about two years from the idea to like it being on the App Store. Yeah. How how was that with TV streams? What was the timeline? Yeah, I've always tried to to follow the same approach that is building something and putting up there like a 1.0, even if it is crappy, even yeah. if it is it crashes. With TV streams, it was the same thing. Like the idea was actually proposed by a friend of mine, and he told it was when the Apple TV came out. So I, I received this dev kit from Apple. Before the Apple TV came out, and I was like, I had this box, okay, this technology again, and I said, what, what can I do with it? And a friend of mine actually proposed. I was trying with different ideas, but a friend of mine proposed it. And maybe if you do something towards television through internet, it could be a nice idea because VLC, other the major players, will take some time to to come up with a, with a newer version. So in that case, from idea to shipping, actual thing was like three weeks, more or less. Was was really a, a really short uh, time. That's really cool. Were you, were you trying to be the first like app doing that? Were you, were you like, I know there's like a lot of ideas that when a new technology comes out, were you thinking if I could be there on day one with an app? Yeah, actually, I, I was not there on day one. I got the, the dev kit and I launched two other apps before, between yeah. TV streams. So when I came to the market, like there was some players, but I didn't like how they implemented because they, they were not using the UI kit um, framework like for the UI and they were not was very difficult for example to sync channels you had to enter like a, ah, a url that. using the remote of the tv was like painful like and so i did like a ios application that synced the channels so that uh, that was the main not being the first one but trying to look at the landscape and seeing okay yeah. i can actually do better so i tried to do it that's that's how it was with us. So we, we weren't the first. We had 
a very similar app that also like put on football games and they were quite successful but this app and like Tiago I've shown you this app it's it's very much an app that was built freelance for whoever wanted the app and then never touched after that hmm. like um, it it was never updated and one other thing it felt like every feature possible was chucked in there <laughs> and there's a lot of times that like you struggle to find a feature and it just got overloaded with lots of stuff so we like when we did our app we it was a very similar app but a different kind of business model and a different idea and when we built the app we said let's make it super simple start off with the basic things people want to play games of football so you can find games of football in the app nothing else extra and that was right at the start and we could have shipped that product like well we, we had like a little more trouble with shipping the product because it, we built for iOS and Android at the same time okay. which looking back we, we probably could have just built for iOS Um and then we shipped. So since that point, it's like so. So like my family, like oh, you finished that up because it's been released. <laughs> I'm like that app hasn't even. <laughs> and I, I still get it now. Right? It's like people asking, oh, so what are you doing now? The app's finished. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all the things that we didn't release in like the version zero. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, and uh, how long did it take? Like from these like idea let's say different business model to like to the market how, how long did it take okay so the 1.0 it was one month to build the iOS app then two months to build the Android app and bear in mind so that was my like first time I'd ever developed an Android and I had no idea about this platform and still now like I hate some of the code that I wrote at that point because it also like I bear in mind I'm like quite new to this looking back at that code it was not designed to it wasn't designed to avoid problems because I didn't know the problems that I'd face one day yeah. and like and I think I think that's good to look back and just feel like what the hell are you the unknown I know the unknown but but so so that was it it was it was and realistically like so we were organizing football games we wanted to release an app we absolutely could have released just an iOS app mm. and that's that's it's like looking back at the process maybe it would have been better because there's a feature like a page on the iOS app that no one went on that was rebuilt on the Android app And then Toronto could have been completely yeah. just wasted time, um, and I, I think like technique-wise, um, there was a lot of stuff that we could go back, and it was days where like I wasted building something because I didn't know it needed to be there. So, mm -hmm. for, for example, there was we had an extra tab for parties because we throw football games but to be part of a community we have like social events as well like go okay. to watch a football game together or go to like go uh, like to a bar and all meet up mm -hmm. and we built two separate tabs for these but the parties are like once a month once every like 
two weeks. Mm -hmm. So no one was looking at this tab, updating it. So then we got rid of the parties tab, put the parties in the games tab, and now they're like used. And it's like, I wasted a lot of time mm -hmm. building this new tab that had zero point. Yeah, but, that, that is my idea of launching <laughs> earlier, because you, you think that users will like some feature or that they will use, but in the end you don't know. First of all, you don't know who, who is going to be your, your user or how they are going to use your app. You, you are making a lot of assumptions and the more assumptions that you do, the more riskier it gets. For example, in this app, I already see a lot. I have a huge backlog with a lot of ideas, a lot of things, even like basic things that I think I should have done for, first, for the first version, but I purposely didn't do, do, do that. Because I want people to tell me oh, to why, why it, it yeah, misses yeah, yeah. this, why it, no? Because then you, you are certain that is a thing that people value. Otherwise, you risk like you were doing, like are building features that no one uses it and wasting time both in maintaining them and like building them. Because the problem is this, you release a new feature and you have two costs because you have the cost while building it And then if a percentage of your users use it, then you have to maintain it. Even if it's yeah. 5% of, of your users. No? So, yeah, that is my, that, that's why I try to release as... So, so we have, like, and I, I agree with that and I practice that. But I will show an example where, like, not releasing something... I'll, I'll play, like, devil's advocate. Okay. I'll show an example of where not releasing something like seems to have hurt us right now so we um we have games in our app so it's an app for organizing football games as i've mentioned in the past for these games it used to be that you can pay at the pitch so the pay at the pitch was how you started you just brought cash brought it to the pitch this was like a, a super inefficient system because Firstly, there was the whole collecting cash, getting the correct change, getting that cash to us, putting cash in the bank, which caused like a lot of inefficiency. But then there's a whole other side of why that doesn't work, like that doesn't help our business model because like a lot of investors don't like cash being in a business, like unless it's something like a restaurant where it's expected. Um, there's also like, if you only pay in cash, then say like an hour before the game you're too tired and you just don't want to go mm -hmm. you can just leave the game and it not be a problem and so so we, we had a lot of this and we it was obvious for us that it has to be that you pay through the app it just mm -hmm. solves a lot of problems the problem with that is we kind of gave our users the feature of pay with cash Mm -hmm. and now we're taking that feature away from them whereas at the start if we it always been pay by card that wouldn't be a problem and, and that's like one problem that we've had like uh, taking away this feature that yeah maybe I don't know if this can also be an assumption maybe if you release the first version with in-app payments people will still complain or not yeah like, I don't know like <laughs> Course. Yeah, that's that is true. Imagine that. I oh know I don't use this app because it has in-app payments. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And that that's the tricky thing, like to separate like correlation and causation. It's because because most most features, 
are things that you build extra. Mm. Whereas in this situation, the feature was something we had, and to remove that feature, we had to build something extra. Okay. And for the customer, it's worse by a little bit, and for us, it's better by a lot. So mm. it makes the system better. It's something that should be done. And in terms of like uh, software practices, do you change your mind if it is like the first version, if it is a proof of concept, or if it is like the third or fourth iteration of a product? Ah, so so, like, is is the code quality better in it, like, not in the first version? Yeah, or like setting up like, for example, continuous integration pipeline or other kind of things, other kind of tests or safety net, or other kinds of automation, do you like change hats and, uh, well, so, and so use different, different kind of techniques or, or no? No, so, so like I, I know that when I've implemented something the first time that I used to just like build it to make it work. Mm. because I was like oh this is an MVP this is a hackathon kind of thing okay. but what I realised was like for me that wasn't working perfectly because okay. I found refactoring it as I built it made a lot more sense than refactoring it afterwards mm. just because if I refactor it in the moment where I build it then I know like I'm still in that subject I know the situation I know what kind of has to be what whereas if I go back to it I have to there's then a cost of me having to like understand what all this kind of spaghetti hat together code is okay. and then refactor it hmm. so, so yeah I, I try to like keep the quality as good the first time around um, so I don't have to go back to things loads but there is a truth that a lot of the time I'm just like, oh, I'll try something. And then if it fits, like it, it, I do refactor it a lot, but there is still some stuff where it's like, it wasn't the quality and I have to go back to it. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for example, for me, it's a little bit different. On the beginning, when I was like trying to build one app per month, I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't care about quality. I just... Like the most important thing is to validate the, the idea. So I will just rush and accumulate as maximum technical depth that I could. <laughs> the problem is that if then the app is <laughs> successful, then you need to <laughs> like repay that debt while you have like paying customers. Yeah, while you want to do all the things that, that the customers <laughs> are asking you for. So <laughs> right now I'm on this app I tried a different strategy so I still accumulate a lot of debt but was debt that um, can be easily uh, repaid okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. after so for example I didn't automate the release process because I only need to release one time I hope no? yep. for this first version um, and then I, I didn't care about code quality in a sense, but I tried to think more about the architecture. What, what this means is that despite I have like parts of the code that are not well written, they are like abstract, the abstractions are very good. So if I need to 
like refactor changing, I only need to change that part of the code, but not yeah. the, the whole architecture of the app. Because what happened, for example, in TV streams, I still have a lot of accumulated debt from this first version of the three weeks. Because <laughs> since uh, I didn't thought about the problem properly, I never sat down and said, okay, let's try to think about the domain concepts and these kind of things. And I was just rushing. And now even some features are really difficult to, to implement just because I didn't took that extra 15 minutes just to think about the problem. Yeah. And so now I try to balance a little bit. I, I like that. It's like a tactical, technical debt. Like you're choosing yeah. where that debt's going to be. Yeah, it's the thing that, so, so there is a, maybe you can link on the show notes, a really nice blog post from Martin Fowler that talks about the different kinds of technical depth. Yeah. For example, there, there is one that is the unknown unknowns that, that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the team... It has to be that because... Yeah, yeah they, they don't know what they are doing. Like, they don't know that this is a problem. So they contract depth, but they don't know why yeah, or... Yeah, yeah. What, what is the problem? And then there is another kind of letter that is, you know that this is a problem, but you also know how to deal with it and how much time it takes and how much faster or not. Yeah. With, no, you are trading like the long term for the short term. So for example, automating the CI, yeah, I had to release around 20 uh, times to my beta testers yeah. before shipping the 1.0. And this was manual time. But I know that, okay, if I do it manually, it takes 10 minutes. So I spend two extra hours of automating. Now that I'm doing the maths, it, it made sense to automate from the beginning. Ah, okay, yeah. If you, if you're, I didn't know you released it that many times. Yeah, the then, thing is yeah. that, it's like, on the, in the end, you are making a bet. You're saying, okay, it takes less time yeah, 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 yeah. to do it manually. Because I will only do it five times, so it's five hours, and to automate it takes ten. Yeah. But you are making a bet. Because in, in that case, since I had to release 20 times, it, it was better to automate and, it. And also, you've got the factor of the if tomorrow I just decide this minimum viable product, like it obviously doesn't work, mm -hmm. then you lose that. Like yeah. That's one of the factors. It's like, yeah. But that's, that's very cool. Yeah, like uh, doing efficient, efficiently something that should never be done in the first place is the uh, huge uh, waste, no? <laughs> that's like um, the difference between management and leadership. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you can do something really well if it's not the right thing. But... Yeah, so is that, it's like if, if this app is not successful, who cares if I have the build automation system or if I have the... <laughs> Well, formatted code, for example, I didn't put a linter or these kind of things. Yeah. It's, it's this kind of trade off. The things that I try to do is try to annotate it and document it so I can repay it later. Yeah. Because I know where are like the pain points or where are the things that are making me wasting time, but I decided not to, to solve it now. That's and, uh, yeah, and for me the other advantage is what you were saying. The first time that you try to solve a problem is when you have the less, the least knowledge yeah. about it. So it's better to wait, let the problem like set in, and then come back. And then come yeah. back, and especially at that point, you have a better idea of how your your whole like code base is. Yeah. 
That's, that's very cool. Um, yeah, should we, should we finish up there? Yeah. That's okay. fair. That's it.